Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Wow, that was a fun one, right? The 49ers get the win. Where am I Brock Purdy jersey right now? Traveling 14 jersey has become a Brock Purdy jersey after the performance we got today. But that was just fun. It's fun to get 49ers football back. It's fun to see these guys go out there and perform. And we got a lot to see. We got a lot to talk about because the 49ers definitely came out and proved that they have a really deep roster that can definitely make things happen. Uh, so that was a fun game. I hope everyone had a really good time and enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone that's already populating chat. If you have the chance, go ahead and hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and give us a subscription. Really appreciate it. Push for 3K is still real. And I want to go ahead and say what's up to everyone in chat. Traffic, David, uh, V, um, Golden Dragon, Ronnie. What's up, Ronnie? Talking about Womack. Gary, how's it going? Hope you guys are having a good one. P. Murr, what's up? Uh, Jay Ellie is in the house. What's up, Jay Ellie? Bomber T, always good. Shooter, my guy. What's up, Shooter? Hope you're having a good day. Um, uh, Penalia as well. What's up? Uh, uh, let's see who else we got in here. Uh, Luke, how's it going, Luke? Um, yeah, so we, Dan is in here as well. We got everyone in here right now. Thomas, how's it going? I'm really excited to have football back. And you know what? We got a really good game out of a bunch of different players, including Trey Lance. If you guys have questions or comments, uh, go ahead and populate chat. Let's just have a, a fun conversation on what's up, Ernest. Uh, but one thing that was noticeable from early on was how comfortable Trey Lance looked in the pocket. He looked in command of the offense, and he's looked in command of this offense the entire training camp. So it was nice for people that haven't been able to get out to training camp to see how comfortable Trey Lance looks operating this offense. 
that is one thing that I really enjoyed. Now, he did throw it a little bit late, you know, to um, Danny Gray along the sideline to not convert on that third down play on that first drive, the eight-play drive, where they drove down and got into a field goal situation. But you know what? Overall, he looked pretty good. He was delivering the ball on time. He looked comfortable. He had a nice scramble as well. Uh, so those were things that were really nice. And P. Mercer's aunt, your boy Womack balled out. Huff with the hit of the night. Yeah, you know what? Th there were some exciting hits, and Huff definitely had the hit of the night. And Demetrius Flanagan fouls, that hit that he made in the middle was so exciting. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. And Dan Rossick is saying, hey, and I'm really interested to hear what you thought of the interior offensive line. Yeah, we're going to get it all into that. I'm really excited about this offensive line because I thought there was some, some really good play coming from it. Now, there were some question marks on the offensive line as well, but I want to talk about Trey Lance a little bit more first because Trey Lance is, I mean, he, he's a guy that is going to be kind of criticized the entire year. There's going to be a lot of focus on him. So when he has these big plays and that big play, that big throw to Danny Gray shows the capabilities, which I believe we all know he has because we've seen him do it last year to Trent Sherfield on his first throw in the preseason. So we know he has the ability to attack and get the ball down the field. So it wasn't a surprise to see him do that, but it was overall a, a very good showing. I think this is the best showing we've gotten in preseason from Trey Lance. I thought the overall, the offense looked pretty good. Uh, Trey Sermon also ran the ball pretty good. It wasn't bad. I mean, he didn't look explo as explosive as the other guys, but he showed great vision. He showed patience. He got what was uh, given to him, and he took advantage of it. So the, those things were were very nice. So I want to make sure we get into all these comments. I do want to get into everything you know that you guys are are saying in chat, uh, and make sure that you know we we get through this because this is what it's about. It's about us having a great conversation. Um, and so yeah, and you know, P. Mer was talking about Womack. Womack had himself one heck of a game. Womack was flying around. You know, we've been talking about the fact that training camp, he's looked fantastic in man cover situations, and that's what he was doing today. He was locking people down, and then that, I mean, the ball he just straight took away uh, from Dalves. That was fantastic. And then the other one, he undercut. He ran the route better than the wide receiver and makes the interception. I think you got to be excited about the young cornerback. What ends up happening, you know, is he start over Darko Zanard? That's to be determined. But the good news is we, it looks like the 49ers have hit again on a player, you know, the, in the fifth round. I mean, this could be a, a guy that fits in um, for the 49ers for a long time because they need a nickel corner, and maybe they struck gold with uh, Samuel Womack. Um, and then with Dan talking about the interior offensive line, I thought overall this is kind of the, the process we've seen from the offensive line. We've seen them get better. Now, you know, you've seen a couple of times here or there where you would see Spencer Burford get beat a little bit. Uh, he would recover and make a play, and you would see this – you know, the quarterbacks move around in the pocket a little bit. I think that's to be expected. But overall, Spencer Burford was somewhat mauling people in there, especially in the run game. He was getting after it. So that was exciting. I thought we got good play from both Brendel and Brunskill. The thoughts on them, they continue to be razor tight. Uh, who's going to win this job? I thought both of them definitely showed out and and, and played. Uh, Brendel pl did a really, really good job. Uh, Brendel is the guy. I mean, I don't know how Brendel's going to get beat out. And then we saw that uh, Aaron Banks played way into the second quarter, and he played well. Uh, there was one time 
where I seen the interior offensive line completely hold everyone. It was Justin Skule that got beat. Unfortunately, Justin Skule struggled a little bit. As soon as he came in from Mike McGlinchey, you could tell the difference. The first time the guy uses a speed move, gets around him, and causes a lot of havoc in the backfield. The next play, which ends up being Trey Lance's touchdown to Danny Gray, he gets absolutely picked up and pushed back almost into Trey Lance. Trey Lance saw it, though, got his foot in the ground, uh, and was able to get the ball off. So there's question marks around Justin Skule, but that's pretty consistent what we've seen in training camp. But overall, I was very excited about the continual improvement of the interior offensive line. I thought they looked good, and that was good. And it wasn't just the first team, but that second team as well with Nick Zakel and with Jason Poe. I thought both of them looked good as well. This is good news for the 49ers. There's depth at the lineman, uh, the O-line position. Um, so that was good. It was it was very nice to see. I was excited about it. Gary says our second teamers were a disappointment to me. Ouch! Wow, Gary, the 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 master of optimism is not happy. Thomas says, "How did you feel about Banks and Burford?" I thought Banks and Burford had themselves a good day. Um, is it a great day? I, I'm not going to say it's a great day, but was it a good day? Yes. Um, I was excited to see the continuation of their growth. This is the thing. Since I saw them the first Wednesday of training camp on the 27th of July until now, they continue to grow, and I saw them grow more in this football game when they were pulling, when they were moving, when they were pass blocking. It definitely was even better than it was the last day of training camp. So as long as that continues, you've got to feel real comfortable. I mean, they got the practices with Minnesota next week. They've got the game with Minnesota where we'll probably see those guys play again. You'll get some more play out of them, and then they get the Texans. So they've got a lot of development they can do over the you know the next couple of weeks. So it's looking like Burford has a chance to start, and Aaron Banks is continuing to solidify himself as the left guard. I thought both of them had somewhat clean pockets, uh, so that's nice. And it was nice seeing Trey Lance be able to move around in the pocket, and when he needed to scramble and get yardage, those are things you don't always get to see. Great one says... Tavarius Moore has let me down so far, had big hopes for him. So it wasn't the best overall uh, showing for Tavarius Moore. But remember, Tavarius Moore got caught in a one-on-one situation with Romeo Dalbs. Uh, Dalbs is not a tight end. This is a wide receiver. That's a lot to ask a safety to go ahead and, and cover a wide receiver like Dalbs with 4-3 speed. That's difficult. So did he have the best performance? No. Was he put in awkward situations? Yes. Um, they were bringing a blitz, and in that case, you know, if the quarterback recognizes it, a lot of times you can get beat. So we'll see how Moore bounces back, but I like Moore's physicality. He was definitely up getting in there and, and making tackles. And this is his first game that he's played since 2020 and midway through 2020 because he had injuries in that season as well. Let's give him a little bit of time to knock off the rust, but you're right. It wasn't the best performance, but I think he can bounce back. I think he will because I saw him have really good days at practice during training camp. Uh, Ernest says Brock Purdy looks good to me. I think that is something that, you know, pretty much everyone saw Brock Purdy did this exact same thing at the end of, um, training camp. The last day of training camp, he had himself a heck of a day. Uh, he was, he was playing fantastic and he continued that today in this game. He was getting after it. So yeah, Brock Purdy is a guy that's continuing to develop and he had himself some moments today. He went out there and, and helped win that football game and, that throw he made to Austin Mack, even though it wasn't caught, was a fantastic throw. He put it right on him. So, yeah, let's see how he continues to develop. Brock Purdy may make this a little bit more interesting 
even though I did think Nate Sudfeld looked good as well. Let's see if they flip it a little bit. Let uh, Brock Purdy play against the twos um, and, and have uh, uh, Sudfeld play against the threes. Um, you can kind of get an idea then if you have an uptick in talent and uh, skill level. Let's see, Shooter says Womack was macking out there. Yeah, he was. Womack was playing really well. He looked comfortable. He did not look like this moment was too big for him at all. Avion says Trey to Gray. I love that. Uh, absolutely fantastic. That's exactly what uh, I tweeted out as well. So um, Dan Rostick says, so glad Trey got the second series. That was awesome. I'm glad Kyle left him in there. Even though he switched out Mike McGlinchey, he stuck with it. And that was important because I think that's really good for Trey's confidence. That's really good for this 49ers offense. And I think it was big for Danny Gray because Danny Gray can make a big time impact on this team if he has the confidence and is used uh, the right way. And you're seeing some of the ability he has there to go with all these other offensive guys. So it's exciting. Uh, Traffic says, one of my favorite things I've seen from Lance was his slide on the scramble. Uh, LMAO, uh, RG3 refused the slide and, and Kyle, uh, when he did, it was ugly. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Him doing some of the smart things is what you have to do. Um, and Trey Lance is going to have to protect himself in a lot of situations. There's going to be opportunities for him to get hit. And he's got to learn from the things that happened last year. And I think he will. Um, Roddy Montoya was loving Jamichael Hasty. He said Hasty was bowling out also. This is what we've seen at training camp from Jamichael Hasty. That's why if you watch the preview show, my wild that's bold, where that every one of these running backs, we're going to have a moment where you're like, ooh, okay. And every running back had a moment where you're like, okay, yeah, I like what he's doing. This running back room is absolutely stacked. And Golden Dragon says, Coach Ant looking sharp with the Purdy jersey. Thanks, man. Yeah, I had to pull up the number 14 after watching Purdy do his thing. But it's just fun. It's just so fun. Uh, Shooter says, I would like to see Purdy play first quarter next game. Just see how he will do against better competition with you all the way on that shooter. Um, and I think that's the thing. We're seeing a lot of Purdy. So I, I do like that. I like the excitement of, of from Purdy. Uh, Gary saying Lance, four or five of the TD. That's a good day. So you got to like what's happening from the quarterback position. TJ says, they really love Purdy in this chat. Please relax. Arm strength was blah. The arm strength is not something that's there. That's correct, CJ. Um, Brock Purdy has definitely got a long ways to go. I think people all, all like to get excited about, um, you know, the other quarterbacks. What I liked was it seemed like he was making the right reads. Um, the one throw he had where he couldn't get his legs underneath him, and, man, the ball floated for a while, and it was like, is it ever going to get to the receiver? Uh, I didn't wasn't a real big fan of that, and that's where you see a little bit of the weakness in arm strength. He doesn't have a Trey, you know, Trey arm strength. He doesn't have a Sudfield arm strength. So there's something to be figured out there. But I think you can be excited about some of the accuracy things he was doing and also the fact that he was getting it to the right receivers. But I'm with Shooter. I would love to see him play against better talent. Maybe flip him and have him play against the ones or twos of like Minnesota or Houston. I think that would be very interesting. Uh, Jalen says, Papa trying to sell Jimmy to the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to what's official with Zach Wilson. I think if Zach Wilson is out, uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets just makes a lot of sense. So that could happen. Uh, Rossick said that Skule play was scary. Yeah. Uh, Skule hasn't had a very good training camp. Holton McKivitz has had a fantastic camp. Uh, what you saw from Skule today is unfortunately what we saw entire training camp. So I think Skule is going to have to do something in the next two games to prove he can make this roster, but right now I believe he's on the outside looking in for the reasons that you saw today. So 
um, pretty much what we saw in training camp translated really, really heavily to today. The same people that have been making plays were showing out. And then you saw some players that maybe have been questioned showing a little bit of consistency. You know, I mean, the guys like Nick Zakel, who's went unnoticed, went in there and had himself a good day. They were able to move the ball when he was in there. Him and Jason Poe were opening holes. They were pulling in the gap scheme. So I, I liked a lot of that. Uh, and then uh, Siggy says, hey, Faithful, woohoo, great game, huh, folks? Uh, how about Purdy? Yeah, that everyone's loving Purdy right now. Uh, and KNDR says, ain't rocking the Purdy jersey. You know you have to wear the 14 after that performance. Teamer says, Poe was a beast. And Poe has continued to get better. Poe has gotten better every single day. It's, 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 you got to give a lot of credit to Chris Furster and this, this coaching group because every one of these guys are developing. Every single one of them have gotten tremendously better since day one, whether that's Burford, Banks, um, Zakel, Poe. I mean, Schluter, you've seen these guys continue to get better every single day at practice, and that's exciting. That's what you want to see. As long as they keep getting better, it's nice. Uh, Ronnie says McCrary Ball had a nice play. McCrary Ball is one of those guys that I sure hope they can get to the practice squad. Because if we can get McCrary Ball to the practice squad, uh, there's a chance for him to be able to impact this roster in 2023, 2024, and beyond. He could be one of the guys that fills in if we lose Aziz Alshire. Or we lose, um, you know, Dre Greenlaw. So I like him a lot. He has natural instincts, and he finds the ball, and he's super fast and twitchy, which I love the linebacker position. Oren Burks, also linebacker Oren Burks, had a great day today. He was flying around. It felt like he was every single place you wanted him to be. Um, Jordan Mason says, uh, or Gary says, Jordan Mason was the bomb. Jordan Mason had some nice carries. Now, Gary, the one concern I had was there was a couple of times where he would get the ball and he would start almost juking before he got to the line of scrimmage. That indecision often put him unbalanced on a couple of runs and I think limited the amount of yards he was going to get. But he needs to make sure he goes forward and be more decisive when his, with his runs. That's something he's going to learn as he continues to run in this offense and playing you know, for Anthony Lynn. And I think that's something Anthony Lynn's going to be working on because you don't want that to happen. Um, let's see here. Jordan Mason was fire. We got some good stuff coming from Jordan Mason. We got a lot of really good stuff on here. Uh, CJ says the reason the DB whiffed on the deep ball from Purdy was because of how long it took to get there. It wasn't a great pass. It was a poor defense. I'm with you. I, 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 if you're talking about the one that was in the end zone uh, to Austin Mack, that was a great throw. But the one that was to the left side, you're right. That ball took forever to get there. It wasn't a good throw. So, no. Avion says Womack nickel. I think that's a, a possibility for sure. And Siggy says, awesome job as always, Ant. Thank you so much, Siggy. I really appreciate that. Uh, getting a lot of trade to grays, which I love. Um, WCM said, Drake Jackson looked good. Do you agree? Yeah, I like Drake Jackson a lot. Drake Jackson's done a, a good job. This is what we saw from him during training camp. You see flashes and good plays. Same thing with Kamoko Ture. Both of those guys have uh, flashy plays. Um, I thought Kamoko Ture did better setting the edge against the run than I thought he was going to do, so that was good news for him and for the 49ers, and I hope Drake Jackson is okay. I mean, the right shoulder was definitely hurt, and it caused him to leave the game and leave the sidelines, and I don't know exactly what's going to come out from that, uh, but I'm, I'm looking looking forward to it. And what's up, Nico? How's it going? Welcome to chat. Uh, my guy Nico's in chat. I said, team is looking beast. Yeah, I, I really was enjoying the game for sure. It was It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then Brad Jones says, I know mainly about the recap of the game, but there is 
a mixed messaging coming out from the Jets about Zach Wilson's knee. Yeah, we don't know what's coming from Zach Wilson's knee. I think the best thing to do is just wait until the MRI results come out, and then what happens will happen. So, uh, Jaley says, still can't find the sixth receiver on the roster. Didn't see Sneed, though. I didn't see Sneed either. And the sixth wide receiver definitely wasn't clear today. To me, no one stood out. Those five guys up top are still the five guys you have to feel really comfortable with. So, uh, Luke says, they threw to Ombre with safety coverage after they hit our safety deep. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point, Luke. Way to go on that. Um, Luke, yeah, the hat, I need to put it on the, the store. I'll, I'll try to do that this weekend. I keep forgetting, so I'll make sure that I get this hat up on the store so that everyone can you know go ahead and get it if they want. Uh, Dan Rossick says, how many Niner jerseys do you have at LOL? Um, so I have, I don't have that many. I think I have five total or six. Uh, this one was is not actually a Brock Purdy jersey, of course. I just I've been making it a traveling jersey. So last year I made a deal on here. I said, hey, I said if if Jalen Hurd makes this roster, I'm gonna buy a Jalen Hurd jersey. So I did buy the Jalen Hurd jersey. It wasn't too long until Jalen Hurd was gone, of course. So then this became a traveling jersey. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh. That's what happened with this jersey. So it's not actually that, but it's just a lot of fun to be uh, playing around with. But I have five because I have uh, Kyle Ushek, I have um, George Kittle, Fred Warner. Um, I know I have Jerry Rice, of course, and I have Frank Gore. Um, so those are some of the jerseys I have. And then I have this one, of course, the traveling 14 jersey. Uh, Bobo says, hope Drake is all right. Jets quarterback injury to Zach didn't look good. Do you think the Jets will take Jimmy G for a year? I think they would if the injury is significant because uh, they need to win some football games. Robert Sala's job will be up in the air if they don't. You have the comfort comfortability with you know Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Mike Lafleur, uh, understanding that offense. I think that just makes too much sense. I'm sure Kyle Shannon and John Lynch would like to send um, Jimmy G to the AFC, and sending him to your friends would make a lot of sense. Also, Jimmy could probably feel comfortable there. So. Uh, Brad Jones says that's good news about Jackson and only being a singer. That is great news, by the way. So thank you, Brad, for putting that in chat uh, because that is definitely important. Uh, we need to make sure we have Drake Jackson and just a stinger is good news for sure. Um, Brad Jones says if Wilson has done his uh, done his ACL and the NFL come out and suspend Watson for a year on Monday, we are getting first rounder for sure for Jimmy. What is funny is uh, get him boy on Twitter basically posted yesterday's prices aren't today's prices that's exactly right if we get something of a bidding war between the two guys it could definitely uh, do some things jaylee says aunt what is your thoughts on center play overall I was okay with center play today i thought keaton sutherland struggled a little bit his snaps were off a little bit uh, i even thought at one point he had a slow snap where even sudfeld completed the pass but he was definitely barking at sutherland today was not sutherland's best day handling um, the center position, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But overall, I've been it was excited because I've seen this center play already through training camp. It's been pretty good, and now we've seen it somewhat translate today. There was no real glaring weaknesses along the offensive line. There were moments and plays, maybe a little bit more pressure here and there when you didn't want it. But those are the things you want to continue to develop through preseason. So overall, I thought it was a pretty good showing, and now they got good film to be able to work off of. And I'm actually excited be able to re-watch it where I can stay focused on everything that's going on and not try to watch the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that's for sure. And then uh, Nico says, Trey effing Lance. I love that. Yeah, Trey Lance 
he looked like a dude today. And I want to keep tempered expectations. I don't want to get too crazy, but I want to make sure, you know, that we remember how good he really is. So um, I'm, I'm excited about him. Really am. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brad Jones says, I never want to see Hasty on kick returns ever again. You know what's crazy? He has the real bad one along the sidelines where he lets it hit him before it goes out of bounds before um, halftime. But then in the third quarter, he had a really nice return up the left side. So with it's like, can Hasty fix those issues? And I think really what Hasty is is more of a you know a guy that comes in for Ray Ray McLeod if Ray Ray needs a break or if Ray Ray's not ready. I don't think he's the main guy. Sakura says we got to keep and develop number forty McCurry Ball. Good. I am glad to hear somebody else say that. I very much enjoy McCurry Ball. McCurry Ball to me is a very exciting player. I like what McCurry Ball does. Um, I, I think that there needs to be development there. It's a player. McCurry Ball is, is going from playing safety to playing linebacker. Uh, I mean, McCurry Ball's had a lot of injuries also in college that he's overcome, but he's instinctive and he makes plays and the ball finds him. He was intercepting passes in training camp all the time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. Uh, David Campbell says the Huff hit was solid. It really was. And it was clean too, right? It was so clean. He got his shoulder right in his, his chest. It was fantastic. And we got a $2 Super Chat from Bobo. Thank you so much for the Super Chat. We're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Happy Friday. I love the optimism. I really do. Way, way to get into it, Bobo. And thank you so much for the Super Chat. I really appreciate it. And we've had a lot of good comments and questions here. I'm trying to make sure that I go through all of them with Ernest saying, my uh, excitement for the Niners are going through the roof after that showing. I think everyone can be happy about it, which is nice. Uncle Rob says, who was snapping for Suds? Might want to adjust his sights. That was Keaton Sutherland. That's what I was talking about. Sutherland has played some center in training camp. He also was playing some guard. So we'll see. You know, I, I think he's got some work to do. Uh, it, it was really one of those ones that was a struggle. Uh, see, uh, Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Vivian says, Danny Gray is fast. I saw he ran a 76-yard TD, and Womack had two picks, and Marcelino McGall... Uh, McCrary ball is quick. Uh, them players from Packers couldn't get the ball. Uh, yeah, McCrary, McCrary ball's fast, but the, I mean, the play to Danny Gray, I mean, that one just gets you hyped. Uh, that gets you going. You're like excited about it all the while. Yeah. Womack had himself a day. I think people are going to get over the top and over the moon about Womack and yeah, he looked good. Let's see how he, you know, continues to build, but I've been excited about him for a while now. And there were guys who were excited about him. Even before me, I just got excited once I started seeing him play because that was the first time I saw like real tangible play of him. And once I did, I was like, oh, okay. And the fact that he's the first in or first out every single day besides Ufonga working on his craft it is really nice. I think he's going to be one of those ones. Sakura uh, doesn't like Timor. I think Harvard's more. We got to give him a little bit of time. Um, I think that he's going to need to develop. If you're talking about speed, he's probably not the 4 3 speed guy he was before. The injuries have probably gotten to him. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Brad Jones says, the Jackson News What wasn't me. It came from someone else in chat. Oh, well, thank you so much for clarifying. Sorry I missed who it was. Uh, my apologies. Um, KNDR says, Walt Kiefer Sutherland is on the 49ers. Or wait, Kiefer Sutherland's on the 49ers. It's Keaton Sutherland. Uh, he's not going full 24, but well done there. Uh, Dan Ross said, were, were you also a bit underwhelmed by TDP? So TDP, I thought, had moments today. There were a couple of really nice runs from TDP, but this is kind of what 
I saw through training camp is CDP has really good runs, and then he has moments where you're like, uh, um, but he's a good short yardage back. I mean, he's going to get those first downs. But I thought there were a couple of really good vision runs that he had and times that he got a real good flow of the, the zone run and was able to put his foot in the ground and get upfield. So I thought there were a couple of good moments for him that he can build on, and I think that's nice. Now that we've got solid film from TDP, uh, Anthony Lynn and the coaching staff is going to be able to break it down and say, okay, here's what you're doing well. Here's what you continue, need to continue to work on. And I think that will really help TDP as he gets more comfortable in this 49ers offense, more comfortable with what's asked of him. And I think that's really going to work out. So I think it's going to be good. Um, but right now TDP is going to continue to grow. But I thought all the running backs that played today had moments where they looked really good. And I mean, Jamichael Hasty looks explosive right now, which is really, really, really nice. Tom Wester said, yeah, I posted it. Brad, no worries. Bro, all that matters is he's all right. Well, thank you so much, Tom. I'm sorry I missed that. Uh, really thank you for that. Um, sorry I got the wrong name on that, but I really appreciate you posting that in chat because that was very important news. And I definitely want to give credit to who it was. So thank you so much, um, Tom, for that. And thank you, Brad, for telling me that it was Tom. I uh, really like it. Uh, no, he can't. Hasty is the model of inconsistency. Uh, Hasty has been showing out again during training camp and during the and during the game. But, you know, I mean, last year he kind of went away when we got into the regular season. Uh, that was the thing me and Luke were kind of having a chat a little bit on you know, one of the videos earlier today where we were talking about that is, you know, can Hasty keep this up during the year? I think the four years are going to have a tough decision at the running back spot because they do have a lot of depth. Um, the Brad says, I think that fumble by Ray Ray before halftime would be the only real play from the game. Kyle would be really upset with. Yeah, I don't think he really wants fumbles from Ray Ray McLeod, considering that's one of Ray Ray McLeod's issues. So, I mean, that's something they got to work on, definitely. And we got another $4.99 super chat from Shooter. What's up, Shooter? Thanks so much. It's great to have Niners football back, even if it's just preseason. Same feeling, Shooter. Definitely have the same feeling, because today you can start feeling the energy. You can feel it coming back. Yes, it's just preseason, but... Uh, it's nice to be back in football, talking about real football again, actual plays on the field, no hyperbole, not what ifs, but actually tangible football on the field. It's exciting, and uh, it's good to start seeing some of these players that, you know, not everyone's been able to see at training camp uh, come out here and show out. So I'm very excited about it. I, I've been excited about this team, and I think that some of it got shown today, and it's a lot of the things that we've already been talking about every day in chat, which is nice. Jay Hill. What's up, Jay Hill? Uh, everyone doesn't know Jay Hill. Is. He's in chat. The depth of the team is the best it's been in a long time. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think that this depth is uh, one of the best maybe in the entire league. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm still excited about it. Um, and I think that you just see, you know, there's depth at every area. It's not like one area. Like, normally the four years would have, like, defensive line depth or they would have you know, uh, running back depth or wide receiver depth, but no, they have it across the board depth. And I think that's what makes this team so good. Uh, the areas at which they were strong, they got stronger. The areas at which they were weak, like cornerback, they got really strong. And I think that's something that we got to remember is we didn't even get to see, you know, the first team unit on offense or defense today. Uh, we got to see kind of, you know, makeshift groups. So it's going to be exciting when we get to see that against Chicago on September 11th. That's going to be a blast. That is definitely going to be a blast. And Tommy is not a fan of Sermon. 
Um, I don't believe Sermon's a bust. I think Sermon's still developing. I like some of the vision things I've seen from him at training camp. So I think just give it a little bit of time. If you're looking for speed, you're not going to find it from Trey Sermon. But if you're looking for someone that's going to be able to produce four and five yard carries, I think he can do that. I think he's going to have the occasional one he breaks. But his vision and his decisiveness and willingness to get vertical has definitely gotten better this year. So I'm optimistic about him. And I think the 49ers are too because he's sitting right now at running back three. It goes Elijah Mitchell. It goes uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. And then Trey Sermon. And I don't think right now anyone's coming and, and beat him and taking that role yet. Uh, Traffic says, wouldn't be surprised to see special teams trick play with Ray Ray and Gray. Both of them boys got speed. Yeah, Brian Schneider, the new um, coach, is definitely aggressive. He's going to run some trick things. We're going to see them go after the punters with some pump blocks as well. Uh, so it's going to be fun. You can't get up and walk away on special teams anymore. Uh, don't go get those chips. Uh, don't get the, the get that extra beer. You better wait because uh, something could happen on special teams, and it could be something from a return, or it could be something from you know a big-time play caused by you know them going after a punt to block. So those are things to remember. Vivian says, Womack, Emmanuel Mosley, and Charverius War, Gray, Debye, Glance, Kittle, Mitchell. It's explosive, explosive defense and explosive offense. So uh, really, really like it. Um, the course says Trey Sermons needs to step it up big time. I think I think he showed a little bit better than last year. I think everyone can agree, you know, that he that Trey Sermon looked better than last year. Go back and look at the film, and you'll see that Trey Sermon is is definitely not the player he was. And what's up, Paul? Welcome to chat. Paul says that was a fun game for the faithful. It really was. You know, I mean, that's the thing is we all really got excited about everything that we've seen so far from this team, and why not? I mean, that's what we need, right? We need this team to continue to to build and get better, and I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this team get better and better. Uh, Dan Ross says, Keaton, don't call me Kiefer Sutherland. I bet you he's probably heard that his whole entire life, right? Uh, Tommy Huxley says, Sermon wasted pick. We could have drafted a corner that was worth a damn. We could have avoided the Norman debacle. Well, I mean, that's if you want to look at last year. If you want to look at this year, the cornerback situation looks pretty darn good, right? Uh, Tarverius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, potentially Jason Brett, Samuel Womack. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of really, really good football players. So, um, yeah, maybe. And Sakura says, we need to keep and develop McCrary Ball. So the 199 Super Chat, thank you so much, and I'm with you. So we're in full agreement. Keep McCrary Ball somehow. Are they going to be able to get him to the practice squad? Maybe. Um, I think there's a lot of linebackers in this team, but I do like McCurry Ball a lot. I want the 49ers to have McCurry Ball, so I'm with you on that. I agree completely. Tommy says Mason is a beast. Yeah, Mason's good. Uh, Mason's got a, he's got the size. He's got the strength. He's got pretty good vision. Right now, though, he's not running in the system the way that he's supposed to yet. There are moments and flashes. The first couple carries he had, and tonight's game were fantastic. The vision was there. The footwork was there. The decisiveness was there. The last two carries he had, he was indecisive. He was moving it, moving back and forth and, and kind of shuffling his feet before he got to the line of scrimmage. That's not what they're going to want in that room. That's not the coaching points. So he's going to get coached up on those. But overall, I thought he had a good showing, you know, and that's all you can expect from a you know undrafted free agent running back that's learning and developing. Uncle Ross says, I usually don't get excited over preseason, but tonight was good. It was. I think it's just really exciting, too, to get football back. Like, all right, here we go. We're finally back to it. Get the bad taste out of our mouth. Get excited for a new season. And, uh, you know, now it's going to be fun. Uh, Paul says, my first real look at Mason, I was encouraged. 
Good. Yeah, I think you should be. I think there's a lot of running backs in this room that should make you feel good and comfortable. So uh, I really like it. I really like the way that they're looking so far. Uh, Tommy showing no love for Jason Hill. Jason Hill showing no love for Tommy. Um, so things really don't change at all. <laughs> Some things never change. Um, let's see. See what else we got going here. Um, Golden Dragons and San Francisco 49ers can have three interceptions a game during the upcoming season. You know, th that's the thing. Once this defensive line uh, quickens up the quarterback's thought processes, and then you have players like Traverse Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, Samuel Womack that fly around and make plays that are playmakers, you have chances to get more interceptions. The defensive line and secondary working hand-in-hand -hand can provide opportunities for turnovers. I'm excited the most about that. And we saw tons of turnovers during training camp, and that is translating to the game today. So that's good news for the 49ers because if they can start this offense with short fields and this defense can continue to get off the field, whew, they could be tough to beat this year. I think they're going to be tough to beat anyways, but uh, that just makes it even tougher. Brad Jones says, were, the, were there any throws from Lance you really didn't like? I thought the third and nine to Gray... Uh, where, where Gray didn't get the feet down was on Trey. It was. So he just didn't get the ball out in time. He didn't He didn't get it out. He hitched instead of getting it out when his back foot hit. If he would have dropped back and that back foot would have hit and he would have released the ball, he would have got it on Gray in time. And then I think it would have been okay. Uh, Danny Gray is a very fast receiver, so there needs to be somewhat of an adjustment there. But I think that it's go, uh, the timing's going to get there and he'll eventually get that pass out because I've seen him complete that pass a bunch of times in training camp to Brandon Ayuk. So I think that's something Trey can do. It just didn't work out the timing and everything there. But overall, I thought he had a very good performance. So yeah, I was I was pretty excited about Trey Lance overall. And David Villa, what's up? How's it going? Welcome to chat. Um, hope you're having a good one. And Siggy's back. Welcome back, Siggy. Um, that was a quick, quick turnaround. Quick turnaround, just like that, you're back. Um, traffic says, do you expect we'll see one or two drives with the whole offense out there in the next two preseason games? I don't think so against Minnesota. I think they're going to play the starting units against Minnesota in the joint practices. I think that's where they're going to get their, uh, full-time play. And then I think against Houston Texans, that's when you'll see Trey Lance and this, uh, first team offense go for a dress rehearsal. I think you'll see some of them for a couple of drives maybe even work up to a quarter for some. I still don't think you're going to see uh, Trent Williams work that full load. I think it, he'll he'll probably be in there for two series and they'll move on trying to keep these guys healthy. But I think they will rest them against Minnesota. I think next time we see uh, even Trey Lance, I don't think we'll see him until Houston. So um, I think they're really going to try to do a job of protecting these guys. They're going to get a lot of work against Minnesota. These joint practices are going to be very, very important to the development of this team overall. He says, what did Jimmy Ward call the DB room? Um, I don't know for sure. So if somebody knows, uh, let me know in chat. I didn't see it. Uh, P. Mercer saying pick city. If that's the truth, uh, it, that, that makes sense because that's what they've been doing right now. Um, Golden Dragon says, Samuel Womack and Tariq Castro Fields is a better than Deion Sanders. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a crazy take, and we'll see if anyone comes at you with it. Uh, Clown Man says, watch out for Brock Sleeper. He's a uh, he's had he's that's man he's better at what people think especially yeah you know what I think you know Brock Purdy definitely showed himself to have the ability to play in the league um, I think he's gonna have to go in there and compete it's gonna be tough because they're probably only gonna keep two quarterbacks and it's probably gonna be 
you know, Nate Sudfeld, but Brock Purdy's going to go in there and make it interesting. Let's see what he can do. So I'm excited. Uh, Dan Rossick said, did I miss it? Or did Jennings not take any snaps? Yeah, he took some snaps early on. It wasn't very long that he was out there. And then they played a bunch of young wide receivers. So uh, I had saw him out there with Raven McLeod to start it out, but he wasn't really involved in the offense overall. So yeah, Lou says, late Brock over Suds. We're in trouble if we keep Sudfeld. I'm not ready to say that. I thought Sudfeld had himself a decent showing today. I thought that Brock Purdy had a really good showing today, but um, it's one game. It's one preseason game. Let's see what happens when they play Minnesota on Saturday, when they play Houston, you know, on that Thursday, the 25th, and, and then we'll have a pretty good idea. We'll have a good idea of, of where, you know, this quarterback room sits overall. Um, so I, I just, I just don't know if that's going to be the case right now. I don't think keeping Sudfeld ultimately makes the team not look good. Uh, David says Brock Purdy looked good in the pocket. He's like Jimmy times 10. Uh, I think Brock Purdy reminds me a lot of Nick Mullins, uh, his ability to, you know, somewhat at times get outside the pocket and create um, some of the throws that he makes reminds me of it a lot. So I think that Brock Purdy reminds me of Mullins. And I, that's probably why Kyle Shanahan likes him a lot. But I do like that he seems calm, confident, and uh, you know he goes out there and plays hard. I'm not ready to say he's going to make this 53-man roster. I think he's going to have to continue to develop. But it was a good showing, and then I think that's what you're excited about. Uh, Siggy says, any word on Jackson? Yeah, Tom had come into chat earlier, Tom Lesser, and said that it was a, a stinger. So Drake Jackson might have got away with it just being a stinger. So uh, that's good news, Siggy, for the 49ers and Drake Jackson. And Nico says, better than Dion. Yeah. Uh, nah, right? Dion was the best. He was the best cover corner of all time. Um, so that there's no way that those guys are at that level right now for sure. Uh, and I don't think they ever will be. Um, Lou says Sudfeld has cement for feet only in the pocket. Did you not see him scramble? Get outside the pocket. Uh, uh be elusive in the pocket and avoid Spencer Burford's guy and roll out to the right. Uh, Sudfeld had a couple of decent moments there. He's he's more athletic than you think. He is. I mean, is he as athletic as you know the other guys? No, he's not. Marcus Pearson says Ray Ray fumble. That's what his issue is in Pittsburgh. That's the truth. I mean, that is something that has definitely plagued Ray Ray McLeod and something the 49ers are going to have to make sure they focus on. We can't have those sudden those sudden changes, uh, those sudden turnovers. So Ray Ray McLeod is going to have to continue to work on that. So that'll be a point of emphasis uh, for Ray Ray McLeod in this this wide receiver room is to make sure they work on him securing the football. No turnover. So let's see if he works on it. This is the first time I've seen Ray Ray McLeod fumble the ball uh, since he's been a 49er because I've been out there for every single day at training camp. So um, it, it was not fun to see, but I'm hoping that, you know, he continues to develop and he doesn't have this happening uh, anymore. And Nico says fam supporting fam. That's right. Nico's uh, family um, and uh, he's in chat. So thanks so much for coming through. I really do appreciate that. Um, Tudor says got you P. Murr. Um, David Villa says, did you see how he got hit in the back of the head? Uh, what, what it missed by the refs. There are lots of things that happened during the game that the refs missed. Uh, I thought the refs missed a lot of things, but you know, it's their preseason as well. So I'm hoping that they're going to continue to get better. So that way when we get into the regular season, they don't have those mistakes anymore. We don't need mistakes from, uh, from the refs. We need these guys to be able to go out there and, and handle business. So Hopefully they'll they'll continue to work on it and they'll get better and better. KNDR is showing uh, his support for his tribal chief 
Nate Sudfeld and said his tribal chief is like a gazelle, which makes me laugh. I love that. Uh, especially if you do it in like, you know, the Walton voice, you know, across the African plain. I would love that. That would be great. Uh, Shooter says maybe better than what Dion is right now, LOL, but not in his prime. Uh, yeah, I still wouldn't count out Dion right now with the foot injury and all that. He's still uh, he's still good. Uh, Dan Rossick says, I don't want to see this, but I wonder how Sudfeld would look with the first team. That is pretty interesting. I don't know how he would look in that situation. He would probably have nice pockets. Now, Sudfeld and Brock Purdy tore it up at the end of training camp. Both of them were lighting up, throwing with great, uh, you know, great accuracy with a lot of touch on their footballs. Both have showed out. So I've been excited about the quarterback room for the Niners. I think both of them have continued to get better. It would be interesting to see. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens when I think more than likely we're probably going to see Sudfeld working with the threes at some point and Brock Purdy working with the twos. And let's see how that works out for both of them and, and who looks better. Nico says, how good is Aaron Banks? Uh, don't know for sure how good he's going to be. What I do know is right now he's a competent starter in this league. I've seen him develop from last year where, man, the, the technique wasn't there. His lateral quickness wasn't there. And he, what he did was go out and rework his body and get into tremendous shape. And now he started to really work hard on, you know, his technique. And I've seen him be able to anchor against Javon Kinlaw, which isn't easy, and beat Kinlaw in one-on-ones. Uh, that's that's tough. And he did a really good job during training camp. And I thought today he was better than he was when I saw him on the 27th of July, his first day of training camp. So as long as he continues to get better with every single rep, I'm I'm pretty excited about him. So I'm hoping that we're gonna we're gonna continue to see that development. I don't think he's a pro bowler this year or anything like that, but I think he has the potential to be a pro bowler in years to come. And I think that's good news for the 49ers that maybe they've struck on an interior offensive lineman. We know they've struck on one with Spencer Burford because Burford is farther along than I think anyone anticipated. He's actually in the running to start. And right now I would say is almost a a you know a front runner to start with what I saw from him so far. So I, I think it's I think it's good. Um uh, Jay Hill, I don't I don't know. At home, I guess. I don't know. Uh Ken Yar says we all want to see him with the first team. Everyone wants to see Sudfeld with the first team. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm not a I don't know what I don't know how he would do with the first team, but he's got a lot of ability and a lot of talent. Uh Shooter says the NFL came out and said that quarterbacks hit to the helmet won't be called if it's not forced this year. Interesting. I hadn't heard that, but that is that's pretty uh, pivotal. That will change a few things, especially with some of the you know roughing the passer penalties we've been getting over the years, where there will be grazing blows to the helmet. So uh, I think that could be beneficial for sure. We'll we'll see. We'll see what that ends up, how that impacts the 49ers because they have the tremendous defensive line and pass rush. Biggie says Banks look pretty good to me. All the rooks look pretty solid on the O-line. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to really focusing in on them. I'm going to break down the film, get into each position player, and really watch them. I think that'll be fun to see how these guys, uh, you know, look and translate. So, uh, 40 yards, George 365 says, faithful. I'm calling it now. Trey Lance will be the first 40 yards quarterback to make the Pro Bowl since Jeff Garcia. I love it, 49ers, George. I love that. I love that take. I think Trey Lance has been showing that he can continue to develop and get better. Sky's the limit for him. So I wouldn't bet against Trey Lance. Uh, I think he's got the ability to do so. And I think what it all starts with is his mentality. And the guy does not get shook by bad plays. He bounces back. And then you see today he has the tremendous talent to be able to make a lot of things happen. So I like it. Uh, David Vius says, Womack, baby, making the 50. Oh, yeah. 
Womack is a lock for this 53-man roster. The dude has been showing out through training camp. There's absolutely no way he's not making this roster. Uh, I think the only question is, will he? when will he start at nickel? I think that's the, the biggest the thing that needs to come out of this. Uh, P. Murr says, this chat is the best. Love the TCC. Have a good night. Have a good night, P. Murr. Uh, thanks for throwing that out there for everyone. I'm sure everyone appreciated it. Chat is always awesome. So, yeah, I've really been excited about it. Ernest says, do you think if they put Purdy on the practice squad, he'll get picked up? There's a possibility. I mean, if Purdy keeps stacking performances like he did today, he may be enticing to another team. So, I mean, the 49ers did risk it last year with Nate Sudfeld. They could potentially risk it again with Brock Purdy this year. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Luke Luna says, Ant, we mess around. The Jets may just go and snag Purdy from us. Kyle will want him as a protected squad member, practice squad, that is. Yeah, I mean, maybe, right? I mean, that ties into kind of what Ernest was saying. If you put Brock Purdy on the practice squad, you run the risk of somebody like the Jets coming through and grabbing him. That is a real possibility. Um, but, you know, you have to decide as well. If you lose Brock Purdy, I mean, you're losing a backup quarterback. That might be what you need to do to make sure you keep somebody at another position that you really, really want to keep. You know, you don't want to lose a Jordan Willis or, you know, lose one of these edge rushers. Uh, so that's what they have to make the decisions. Well, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. Those are tough. The team is just so stacked with good talent. Brad Jones says, did you end up catching brick by brick? Yes, I did. I watched it. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, brick by brick is one of my favorite things to watch. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Can't wait to get in it. And we have a great question here. Uh, we have a $5 super chat from George. He says, great games from Trey Gray, Hufanga, Womack, Burford, Mason. We have some young, uh, young blood playmakers. I love that. Thanks, 49 George, for the $5 super chat and the great comment because you're right. All those guys were showing out and making plays, and all of them are young. This team is uh, reloading. They're not rebuilding. They're reloading, which is fantastic because that means they can continue to compete while you know re while reloading with talent that can help them compete for years to come. Uh, the four years are you know fiscally responsible in the way that they handle the salaries. And you know what's crazy is we still have young players that are on this roster that we didn't even see play today. Players like Brandon Ayuk, who has been looking uh, tremendous in training camp. I can't wait for everyone to get their eyes on him. I mean, 49er George was out there at training camp, so he got his eyes on him, but he's fantastic. I'm looking forward to the people that haven't had a chance to get out there to see him because uh, I think they're going to be really excited about this uh, 49ers uh, wide receiver room, especially the way Brandon Ayuk has been playing so far. Uh, Ernest says, I don't think we'll be able to keep Purdy if he, we put him on the practice squad. Maybe not. You know, I mean, I think a lot of times uh, you get really excited about the way someone plays in a preseason game and you start to think that maybe that they're valued more around the league. You don't know for sure. Because remember, this is a guy that was drafted 262, Mr. Irrelevant. So there is the potential that maybe he's just not as, you know, wanted around the league. Now, if he continues to do what he did today, you know, maybe someone would be willing to go grab him and put them put him as their second or third quarterback on their roster that is definitely a possibility, uh, but it's going to be hard, you know, because you're going to have to make some tough decisions. You know, do you want to try to get Jason Poe or Nick Sakel to your practice squad? You know, do you want to try to get J uh, Jordan Willis or uh, Kamoko Ture to your practice squad? It, it it makes for really tough decisions, and the 49ers are going to have to make those, and Brock Purdy's caught right in the middle of it. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Siggy says, who got burned on the deep routes? Uh, the first one was Tarverius Moore got beat. 
Uh, and then the second one was Kadar Holman. He got beat as well. The other one up the sideline to the running back. Uh, that was when they had a a blitz on, and they, you know, they they caught they caught the Forty Nineers in a defensive end on. It was Barrett uh, covering a running back that wasn't a good situation. All he had to do was float it up. So those were who got beat on those routes. Uh, I don't blame Barrett at all. The other ones are tough situations. Holman, you're a corner though. That's the the most the one that's uh, the most egregious of all of them. So we'll see. Uh, Mike Kenny says Poe looked good. Height works both ways in the interior line. Maybe gadget H back. Yeah, you know what? He has been able to handle the the length issue, and he looked really good in the gap scheme, which was something I knew that he could do because he can pull. He's fast. He'd be able to you know hit these guys and have great contact. What I worried about was length, and so far that hasn't been a problem for him in training camp. He hasn't struggled with that at all. He's played with good pad level, which has served him well. So Poe has been playing well and making tremendous strides. We'll see if him or like Nick Sakel are going to be able to make this roster. I think it's going to be tough because the 49ers are probably only going to keep eight offensive linemen. If they keep nine, one of them makes the team. The other one goes to the practice squad. So who's it going to be? I think they got tough decisions to be made for sure. Brad says, what's our cornerback room right now after the 53 cutdown? Well, I think for sure you're going to have Traverius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, Samuel Womack. Those three guys are locks. You would think Aubrey Thomas would be a lock for the mere fact, you know, that they've used a third round pick on him. And then after that, it's probably Darquez Denard and uh, Diomer Lenore, because I believe Jason Verrett ends up on Pup to start, which means you're cutting Dante Johnson. So Dante Johnson ends up on your practice squad. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Dan says, I thought we were keeping four quarterbacks, LOL. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Bobo says, does a cutback crew do live watch parties or just post-game get-together? So far, we haven't done any watch parties. It's been getting brought up. So, yeah, I said I was going to look into that fact of doing a watch party. So maybe we'll get into that at some point. I'll let you know, Bobo, if we decide to do a watch party. I think it could be fun. Um, but we just haven't done one yet. We've been doing you know, things after games, but not yet with the watch party. So if we do, I'll definitely put it out there and let you know. Uh, Jag says, TCC, I was impressed with all of the rookies that really played well. Burford, Poe, Womack, and Jackson were very good showing for the first live action. They were. You know, that's the thing. The Warriors have continued to have success with these young players. And you can throw in the fact that we had guys from last year, like Aaron um, Aaron Banks, Trey, you know, Trey Lance. I mean, these guys were showing out and making plays as well. So we're having draft classes over the last couple of years coming to contribute, and that's good news. Uh, the the 49ers have had really good drafts over the last couple of years, and, and that's what you have to do to be uh, consistently good in this league. Draft and develop, draft and develop, and that's what they've done. So I've I've really been excited about it. David Villa says, Niners are great at their recruiting coaches included. That's why everyone else wants, to, wants our players and coaches. Exactly. Actually, I did a video earlier, my five biggest takeaways – from training camp. If you haven't checked that out, check that out after the stream. And I talked about one of the reasons is the way that Kyle Shanahan went out and rebuilt this 49ers coaching staff. They did not miss a beat when they got into training camp. They looked very comfortable. Kyle Shanahan continues to be a really good CEO on the field and make sure he gets everyone in the right positions. And that's what you have to do if you're going to draft these talented players and then develop them so they can help your football team. So yeah, if you have a chance, go check that out. It was It was a fun video to do. Those are my observations from being at training camp for all 12 days of the open practices. Uh, Brad Jones says that shot of Debo and Ayuk behind Kyle was a baller. Yeah, it was. And, you know, you catch these dudes hang around a lot, but that's definitely one of those ones you want to freeze frame and make it like uh, your your phone background and all that, your lock screen, because it's 
It was really cool. Those dudes getting after it. Um, Luke says, I've been saying Ayuk was my wide receiver one since before last year's training camp. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, I I definitely haven't. I've been pretty consistent that I believe Debo Samuel is the, the wide receiver one. Um, I think that Brandon Ayuk has had himself one heck of a camp, and he might ascend to wide receiver one this year. We'll see. I'm still rolling with Debo with all the things that he can do all the different gadget plays that he can run, the emphasis that a defense is going to have to put on stopping him is going to be impactful and will actually help Brandon Ayuk. So I think that these guys are going to be pretty close to 1A, 1B this year, which is exciting news for the 49ers. They could potentially have two 1,000-yard receivers all the while having the best tight end in the NFL. I think that's exciting for this offense. So, yeah, pretty excited about the team overall. And when we start talking about it, it gets even more and more exciting. Uh, Siggy says, been a Niners fan since Brody and Washington. Probably the most excited I've been since the kid from Notre Dame was drafted. Wow. Well said, Siggy. So uh, 1979, Joe Montana. So that's that's a good one. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, the, the, being that excited since then, I mean, Brody and Washington were good football players. So that's that's pretty fantastic. I love it. Um. David says, love how PFF destroyed Samuel Womack pick. Can you see an egg on their face right now? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to feel it. Now, one thing to remember, and I, I'm I'm one that's going to say this for sure. I didn't know who Samuel Womack was when he got drafted. I He was not somebody that came up on my radar. Of all the guys I watched, he was not somebody that was on our radar that we broke down film of. So I think, you know, with Womack, I took time and we watched film. Even then, I saw some really good traits, and I saw some things I wanted to see him work on, and I was wondering exactly what his development was going to do. I was wondering what Adam Peters and John Lynch saw in him. When we got to training camp, you saw it real quickly, uh, the way he was able to you know, drive on footballs, the way he was able to stick uh, on guys in, in man coverage. I mean, the, he looked the part. He was getting out there and playing the part. It's been pretty evident over the practices that I've been there. And now I think a lot of people, especially if you talked about it, if you took a wait-and-see approach, that's fine. Take a wait-and-see approach. But if you were talking bad on the Womack one, it's probably going to come back to bite you in the butt a little bit because he's definitely fantastic. I mean, he looks really good. Now he's going to have to continue to build on this. This was one performance, so I know we're excited. We probably got to pump the brakes a little bit, but it's okay to be excited that right now, right? It's the reaction show. Got to be excited. Uh, Eric Dane says Danny Gray might have 1,000 yards on 20 catches crying laughing face you know what it's funny because danny gray one the thing that i was talking about with him is not so much catches someone asked us about production this year and i said danny gray's uh association with how good he should be this year and what his expectations are i think have less to do with how many catches and how many yards he has but how many average yards he has on those catches so i think if he gets close to 17 18 yards per catch this year that means he's having explosive plays. If he's having those explosive plays, he's going to influence the defense to have to keep a safety deep and play deeper and, and soft coverages. And if that happens, that's going to open up everything else for George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Ray Ray McLeod to be able to operate underneath, all the while creating comfortable pockets for the 49ers to be able to run the football. That could be the Danny Gray effect. So, uh, I, I love that you came through and said that, Eric Dane, even though there's no way that happens, just mathematically, there's no way that happens, but I did like where you came from, and I love that. It's it's fun It's fun to have those uh, talks. It's great. And Ernest says, thanks for your work, especially at training camp. It feels like I got an inside guy. 
Thanks so much, Ernest. You know, and I really did enjoy being there, getting a, a good look at it. I feel like I got um, kind of a bird's eye view of this football team and got really in tune with what they were trying to do. So I'm excited about it. And Golden Dragon says, Trey last number five got Samuel Womack drafted. Holy Toledo. I like, I like the use of Holy Toledo. Uh, well done. And Siggy, you might be going a little over the top here, but why not? Why not go over the top a little bit on the reaction show with is Lance to Gray the next Montana to Rice? I, I'm I'm not going there. I'm not saying Lance is going to be Montana. I'm certainly not saying Gray is going to be Rice, but I think it will be a nice connection for the 49ers to have one of these big shot abilities. Maybe Danny Gray could be something similar to what you were getting with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Maybe he could be his Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to get that. It's way early. Danny Gray caught one ball from Trey Lance, so we're definitely going over the top with this, but you know, have a little fun with it a little, tonight. We can have fun with it tonight. Let's come back to Earth tomorrow and realize that these two young cats still got a lot of work to do and that you know it might be a little bit tougher the next time we see them on the field, but it was definitely fun, yeah. Uh, Brad says, and I think my call of Danny Gray, first offensive touchdown for the year against the Bears is looking good. It definitely seems to. Uh, it definitely seems to be looking good for sure. I like that. Um, and so maybe it will happen. Maybe you're right, Brad. And if you are, you know, I'm going to have to make sure I give you mad props when we get on the chat that night. So, uh, Jag, have a good one. I hope you have a good night. Um, everyone that's sit, you know, that's, that's coming through, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been good. Uh, Rooster says, any reactions to the whole line? Anything y'all seen that was good and bad? I thought overall Spencer Burford had a good performance. I thought Aaron Banks did. Uh, Brendel looked comfortable. Those were good things that came out of it. Colton McKivitz continued to be a consistent blocker on the edge. Of course, he's going to have times where he struggles a little bit. Um, but, you know, he, he went ahead and make plays. And then on the right tackle spot, uh, I think Justin Skewell was the one that struggled the most today. Him and Keaton Sutherland didn't have the best days. And Thank you so much, Dan Rostick, for becoming a channel member. Really appreciate you joining. Welcome to the Cutback Crew. Uh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. So I think this offensive line had a couple of guys that struggled a little bit, but overall a really good feeling about this O-line, about the interior offensive line, and the development of some of the younger players. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Luke says, bro, calm down. Rice to Montana, they will never have that history. It's a new era. Players chase the money and the rings. Yeah, it was it, that was fun, right? I think everyone was having fun with that for sure. Uh, Fortnite George says Trey post game said that Danny Gray was only the second player he's thrown to with that type of speed. The other was Christian Watson. That is very interesting. Yeah, Danny Gray is that speed. Uh, Gray believes he's a legit, you know, four two guy, and he definitely looks like it. Uh, so the way that he was able to get down that sideline, I think we're gonna see him initially be that impact guy in the vertical game. But I think you're going to see his game continue to grow during the season. And you'll start to see him catch those crossers and things over the middle and be able to make runs after the catch. But I think his role is going to slowly develop because uh, Raider McLeod has had an absolutely fantastic training camp as well. And we've seen him operate over the middle at a high level. And once you start getting Debo and those guys in, there's just not a huge opportunity for Gray for some of those plays. But I think Gray is going to make an impact on this team. Um, Dan says, thanks for all the great coverage. Really appreciate that, Dan. Uh, you've been great in chat. I really have and really enjoyed every single interaction that we've had. So thank you so much. Uh, Foreign George says, Skule struggled. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. It was back-to-back -back reps, too. You know, it was, it was really bad. And it's unfortunate because I've been talking about his struggles a little bit at training camp. I don't like to bury guys. I don't like to say negative things about them. But, I mean, you have to keep it real. And when guys are struggling like that, you have to just say it. 
Um, and he's definitely been struggling, and uh, that's why he might not make this 53-man roster. In fact, I don't think he will make this uh, team. So uh, Gary saying second-string second O-line was not as good. Third-string O-line was great. Yeah, let's see how much of that has to do with the competition of which they were going against. Rooster says, I think the O-line let too many defenders in on that left side. Yeah, I think at times, right, the left side struggled. I think at times the right side struggled. It depended on who was in there. I think they got to continue to work on these guys. Um, but the development from what I saw Rooster when we first went to uh, training camp, I went to 27th the very first day, and I went all every single day of training camp. The development I've seen from those guys has been huge. And that left side of the line had Sam Schluter as a left tackle. And if you would have saw him over the first few days of practice, uh, he was really struggling. I mean, really struggling bad. He would get beat really consistently. Almost everyone was beating him. And I've seen him start to have good reps. So the development is still continuing. Um, is he up to that level? No, um, but I think he's going to continue to get better. So it's it's nice to see some of those things. And Fortnite Jersey says, Burford is nasty, loves to finish. He really does. Uh, Spencer Burford is a good one. I mean, he's going to be one that I think a lot of fans are going to love for a long time because he gets in there and he plays nasty. And I'm waiting for Banks to start playing with that same veracity as well because Banks showed that in college, the ability to get on somebody and finish. He did it a little bit last year in preseason. He finished a couple of plays. I think if we can get that interior offensive line uh, that to get that nastiness at the guard spot, the same way we have with Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey, we're going to have an ultimately really nasty offensive line. It's going to be able to create a lot of run lanes. So I, I think that's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, Fortier George says, Ray Ray put his defender on skates. That was such a nice move. He broke him down big time. I mean, he really did. He broke him down, and he got to the end zone, and Nate Sudfeld put the ball on him for a touchdown. What a great play that was. Uh, yeah, I really did enjoy that one. That was fantastic. That was uh, Ray Ray McLeod doing what Ray Ray does. I mean, Ray Ray's been getting open all during training camp, and uh, I, I I think it's I kind of feel bad for him that he fumbled the ball. It's like holding on the ball because I think everyone has been talking about how good Ray Ray looked as well. Cause I mean, the dude has got some real skills. He really does. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited about Ray Ray's effect on this offense because I think they're going to use him in a variety of different ways. We've seen him use now, you know, just playing wide receiver. But when we get into the season and they start game planning, they're going to start using him, you know, in, in fly sweep situations. Uh, they're going to send him in ghost motion behind the quarterback, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff that they can do with Ray Ray. And I think he's going to get some carries also in the run game. And what's up, Mr. Corey? Welcome to chat. Uh, coming through with Ant. What's up? Uh, Rooster says, that's good to hear that the practices have improved our guys. So you think by midseason they will be firing on all cylinders? I do. I think that Banks and Burford are only going to get better and better as the season goes. And I think having Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey is going to provide you know the bookend tackles that they need to continue to be healthy uh, and comfortable playing together because when they work together, I mean, that's the thing with Trent Williams and McGlinchey, you're able to really get a push in the run game with those two guys. Those guys are so good at what they do that once you start getting that push, you reestablish the offensive line and the off and the, uh, the line of scrimmage. Once you reestablish that line of scrimmage, you start to get yards. So I'm excited about those guys helping in the run game and the center position is going to figure itself out between Brunskill and Brendel. And we got a, another super chat here from 49ers George365. Thanks so much, George. Says, Kyle is definitely going to make all these rookies earn their regular season reps, but at least they uh, finished, uh, they, yeah, they flash potential. He is, you know, and you know at some point, right, 
Danny Gray and Kyle Shanahan are going to have more interactions because the things that Kyle Shanahan said in the presser about, you know, that he, a rookie quarter, a rookie wide receivers always do something to piss him off. It's still one of my favorite quotes that he said so far. So you're right. There's going to be, you know, these guys are going to have to earn it. Um, there's not even a full guarantee that Burford is a starting right guard. I just think that right now he's going to make it really difficult for them to go back to Daniel Brunskill uh, because, I mean, Burford's played good. He's played nasty. You see there's so many clips of him flying around and making plays that he's only getting better and better. And who knows what he's going to look like. I mean, we got about 12 days until preseason games are over. But then we got another 17 after that. He's got almost 30 days, almost another month until they play Chicago. How much better can Spencer Burford get in that time than Chris Forster show that he can continue to develop them? Uh, Siggy says, so, Ant, how about Gray catches over the middle? Everybody talks about his speed. Dude's tough. He is. I think he's going to catch the ball over the middle. I think he's going to be asked to do the same things that Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk are in this offense at times. I think at first, though, they're going to use him to take the top off the defense and put a little bit of fear into these safeties. Say, okay, you want to put a safety over the top? Uh, that's great. Now we're going to be able to run the ball. Because what they want to do is establish the run and keep a pocket to where they can run the ball consistently. They've been uh, These teams have been creeping so many guys in. So taking advantage of Ray McLeod, uh, Danny Gray's speed down the field is going to open things up underneath. Once that happens, then I think they're going to be able to take advantage of Danny Gray running comeback routes because they're going to fear him going deep. He'll be able to hit the stop and then come back and catch the ball. That'll be an area the 49ers haven't had to be able to take advantage of because of the quarterback. They didn't have a strong enough arm, but something that was a staple in Kyle Shannon's offense in Atlanta with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Danny Gray will add that back into the offense. So I do think we're going to see him catch and run the football as the season starts to develop, but I think initially his impact is going to be on stretching these teams vertically so they can make these teams uh, kind of lighten the box so you can run the football a little bit and also open up play action where Debo can operate in that middle of the field. That's where he wants to be. Mr. Corey says Trey Lance is already better than Jordan Love. Yeah, he is. He's a better talent than Jordan Love for sure. He's more athletic. Uh, he throws a better football. He looks in more control of the offense. So, yeah, that's good. Matthew Raleigh says, late to the show, any word on Ken Law? Um, I just saw Ken Law play. I don't know if anything happened with Ken Law. I just felt like they got him his reps. I thought he looked pretty good overall. Uh, finally getting back into the swing of playing football again. Seen him make a lot of really big plays in training camp. Didn't see those big plays translate today. But I think they're being real limited with his role. And we'll see uh, We'll see how he continues to develop during training camp. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against Houston Texans. Brad says, Ant, did you see AB's post about himself? I did. And I think what was funnier was I seen every single one of the posts after that uh, from all these people that were putting out posts, including Shooter McGavin. Uh, that ended up being my best, my favorite one from Happy Gilmore. That that uh, that spoof of the AB post is probably my favorite. And then JLE says, Ant, is Alex doing okay? Yeah, he's doing okay. I was texting him during the game. Uh, he was watching the game and everything. But yeah, he's just had... He's been really busy. He's got he's just changed jobs. He's getting married in, in October. So he needed to take a step back. So I'm carrying the load. And uh yeah, but Alex is doing good. He he's uh he's doing good in life and everything. So uh nothing nothing to worry about there. Uh Fortnite George says yes, and Gray said that Kyle is really hard on rookie wide receivers. He is. I mean, pretty much every rookie wide receiver besides Debo Samuel that I can remember has ended up in the doghouse. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was definitely hanging around it last year. You know, some other guys never got out of it. So, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Brad Jones is so glad we didn't trade for him in 2019. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Even though that was very tempting at the time. I know I wanted him. AB was a big time player. So uh Mr. Croy says Danny Gray made me think of Mario Manningham. Interesting. I don't want to think about Mario Manningham. Number one, didn't help the 49ers when he played for the Giants. He hurt him. And then when he did play the for the 49ers, he didn't do uh what I wanted him to do. So yeah, no, 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 no. Um Kinlaw looked good to me on one play. He completely stood up through his office alignment opponent. Yeah, 49 George. He has moments, and there were some really good ones at training camp. The more he got into it, because he's just started getting involved wearing pads and practicing full. Um, so I, I think that he's going to continue to get better and better as he gets more and more reps. Uh, but they've been easing him in. Him and Mike McGlinchey have been eased in continually. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Rooster said, or Nico says, oh, my effing, let's talk about how lame AB is. I love that. Uh, Rooster says that 76 yarder was a great touchdown by Trey. But do you think if the offense is off the field too quick that the defense will get worn out in the late game, potentially leading to the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, if you have too many big explosive plays like that, it can put pressure on your defense, you know, being on the field. Now, what you're hoping is that you're going to have sudden changes on defense as well, which we saw with like the McCrary Bowl interception. That's what you're hoping. But Kyle wants to establish the run. You get the lead, then you can lean on the run game and then shorten the game. You don't want that to be the, the continual offense, right? You don't want to spread it out, run a two-minute type look or anything like that. You're not going to allow your defense time to rest. So too many explosives can be a bad thing. It can turn into a shootout. I don't think that's what they want. Eric Dane says, I can sub for sub in for Alex if you want. I'll just let you talk and say, you're not wrong, my guy. Well played, that. Well played, Eric. Well played. Um, and then Mr. Corey has Alex taking Garoppolo to the Jets. There you go. I, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. I hope he's not uh, have a serious injury. I never want to see that. What's crazy, watching that play is eerily similar to the Jimmy Garoppolo injury in 2018. Running, it looks like he's going to, you know, close to the sideline where he can go out of bounds and then breaks back in. So I hope it's not the ACL. I hope that's not what's going on. That would be terrible. I, I don't really like that. Um, 49 George, Danny Gray might be a better Lee Evans. I like that comparison, actually. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Uh, so that that's nice. I do like that one uh, for sure. Matthew Rowley says, is it me or Trey Lance? Very frustrating. He may throw a top five deep ball, but he is a way too inaccurate within 15 yards. Um, you know what's interesting, Matthew, is one thing I've saw from, from uh, Trey Sermon, or I'm sorry, Trey Lance over the time, is he's continued to grow um, in the area over the middle. I mean, the, the, the intermediate throws that he's been making have been really good at training camp. He's been throwing it just over linebackers' heads in front of safeties, like, these are areas that he's definitely improved. And last year, that was one of my biggest criticisms of, of him was the fact that he struggled in that area. And I thought he's vastly improved. So I think you're going to see some improvement in Trey Lance in those areas and in those short throws. He's definitely not throwing them with the same amount of velocity that he did last year. He's taking some off. He's showing some uh, some real patience and finding the right guys, but throwing with anticipation too. So I think Trey Lance is continuing to grow, and I'm very excited about his development. I, I mean, is he a finished product? No. Uh, but I think thinking back to where he was last year and then seeing him now, it's it's completely different. Last year, when we got into move the ball sessions at training camp, he really struggled. I mean, you could tell he did not have a firm grip of the offense. He really couldn't whip those balls where he needed them to go. I mean, I mean, last year he was throwing them so hard. Brandon Ayuk, they were bouncing off his hands and Ayuk doesn't just drop passes. So I think that 
Trey Lance's improvements have been, you know, so important. I think they did a really good job and they continued that work because they got two really good guys working with him as coaches, whether that's Brian Greasy or Clay Kubiak. They've done a very good job. So I've been very excited about overall their development. And I think it's just going to continue. You know, I think they're going to continue to get better and better um, working with all these guys. So um, I think you just got to, you know, you just got to continue to to wait and see what's going to happen. Um, but I do like Trey's improvements. So it's been nice. Uh, Mr. Corey says, remember, nobody touched Julian Peterson or Navarro Bowman on their on their injuries. That's true. Uh, 49ers George says, who cares if Trey can't throw the Jimmy throws like Jimmy? Give tra- Give me the Trey throws. That's Jimmy can't throw. It does change the offense. That is one thing. It does change the offense for sure because that vertical part of the game has been missing from the 49ers offense, you know, the entire time that Jimmy Garoppolo has been the quarterback. There's been, you know, really no risk of these teams uh, worried about Jimmy beating them deep. So they didn't really have to worry about it. They were able to sit on these underneath routes. And, I mean, that's why Jimmy had to throw into such tight windows. With Trey Lance as the quarterback, we're probably going to get – more open windows and open space for these wide receivers where Trey doesn't have to be tremendously accurate. He's not going to have to be pinpoint. He just has to be in the general area. Uh, And it's all about creating or making the defense cover as much grass as possible. Making them do that puts them in so much uh, pressure situations because all of a sudden now you've taken it from a box that used to be, you know, 15 yards deep to the line of scrimmage. And now what is it? 20, 25 yards. Uh, so now it's just a, a wider area to which they can operate and you're going to be able to get these guys underneath. So um, I'm definitely excited about that. So um, <laughs> Eric Dane is killing it in chat, by the way, if everyone is in chat, uh, Eric Dane is having fun with it and other people are enjoying it as well. Uh, Brad Jones says that was the most impressive thing to me. The speed on Lance's throws have slowed right down. Next step is accuracy and the ball. And that comes with playing. And Brad, I'm I'm telling you, a lot of it comes to Trey Lance keeping within his framework. So when I'm talking about his framework, I'm saying not letting his legs get overextended. When he gets too big of a stride, he gets that ball and he elevates it. And that's when he throws it high. When he keeps within his framework, he throws a really nice, accurate football. And I've seen it several times when he gets blitzed and stuff like that. If he gets moving outside the pocket, he will throw well off platform. If he has to throw somewhat off-platform inside the pocket, um, it's not as accurate right now. Could he continue to get better at that? Absolutely. I think he will. But those are things he's continuing to work on, and that's why Kyle Shanahan always talks about him working on his footwork and why that's the most important. So far, that seems to be what's the most important for Trey Lance, and I think it really is with any quarterback. It's footwork, uh, something you got to work on. I think he says, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Corey says, if bank flops, remember that pick could have been Creed Humphrey. I mean, Creed Humphrey would have been a fantastic pick. Creed Humphrey would have been a solid center for the 49ers for years to come. I think when they they were looking at it, I think the Niners thought Alex Mack was going to play more than one year. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, they could have put Creed Humphrey at at, uh, guard easily and then rolled him into center once Alex Mack retired. But I think they decided to go a different way. So I I think that's really what you got to remember is, yeah, Creed Humphrey would have been fantastic. I would have loved Creed Humphrey. Hopefully Banks doesn't flop. Hopefully it works out for both teams, but Creed Humphrey's an all pro and he's probably always going to be compared to banks in 49er fans eyes because you could have had one of those really good players. Dan Rossick says, what do you think Trey's comp, uh, completion percentage will be for the season? I think he's going to get really close to that 60% mark. I, I, it could be underneath it. It could be 58, 59, but I think that's where he's going to be really close to 60%. 
And hopefully, you know, with if they establish the run game and really get it going strong, maybe could actually elevate to 63, 64%, depending on how many easy throws he gets during the season. Uh, if, if they start having to play behind in games, I worry about his average going down, completion percentage going down. But I think that's the key is getting that run game going and make it so he has easy, comfortable throws. Um, so I, I think it would be good. Um, Jacob is not a fan of the Packers and, and let us know how bad they've been and how bad Jordan uh, Love is. Um, and then Jacob said they said Trey Lance was going to suck. He looks just average and fine. We are good 49er fans. Yeah, I mean, he looked good. To me, he looked better than average today, which I was excited about. So uh, I really did enjoy that. I thought that he looked good. Um, and I think Trey's going to continue to look good. I really do. Uh, Matthew said, any word on Jackson injury? Hoping it's not serious. Yeah, Tom Lesser came in to chat earlier, Matthew, and, and conveyed that he had heard that it was a stinger and that uh, Jackson would be okay. So we know stingers aren't fun. They don't feel good. But, you know, usually you bounce right back from them. So Jackson will be okay. Nothing serious now. I don't know if that's a confirmed report, but that's exactly what Tom Lesser came in and said earlier. So hopefully that's the case. That would be really nice. And Eric Dane says, accuracy problems for Trey mean less in this offense because Kyle will scheme guys open. That's true. Kyle does scheme guys open. And we're seeing Trey already develop in that area. I mean, I think last year, you know, Trey could have easily went 50, 55 to 56% completion percentage last year, maybe even 50% if he would have played the entire season. And this year we're talking about him getting closer to 60 I mean, his the way he changed uh, his throwing angles and uh, throwing motion definitely has helped him a little bit. So I think Trey is going to continue to develop, and I'm really excited about you know his potential because uh, he has all the physical traits to be one of the, the really, really good quarterbacks in this league. And I think he's continuing to get better and better. And I think we just got to continue to let him grow and let him get things going because, um, yeah, and uh, Mr. Corey says, thank God it's a stinger. Just read that. So good, Mr. Corey's confirming that which I love. MJ, let, let's get it, says, man, Trey would coffee up in a regular season and watch and see if he won. Um, Brad Jones says, is it just me because I got Kaseric vibes with Brian Greasy going to Brock Purdy after his touchdown pass? Greasy was definitely hyped and getting after it. Uh, that was really fun. So yeah, I was excited about that as well. Uh, Brian Greasy looks like he's really embraced his role as a quarterback coach. And he's working with these guys. He's putting in a tremendous amount of effort. And, you know, Trey, Trey Lance and all of them seem to really like him. Uh, so we'll hope that that continues to, you know, continues to happen for him because he just keeps getting better, better, and better. And that's really what you want out of these guys is just them to continue to grow. And I think that they can. I think they can continue to grow. And uh, hopefully they will. You know, hopefully they're going to keep growing and growing. Okay. Um, see what we got here. 49ers George says, I'm way too hype if Danny Gray looking Jerry Rice on that replay the more I watch it. I you know what it, it's fun to get hyped up after these situations. It's a lot of fun. So um it's really it's really exciting. You know, anytime you have these teams and these games where these players make big time plays, I think you just gotta really enjoy it. And uh it was an exciting game. I was really having fun with it. And you know, that's what you want from the 49ers. You want them to go out and show uh great great times and, and that's what they've done. And you know, I've had a really good time in this chat, everyone. I'm really up against it, uh, but I've, you know, I've really had so much fun talking to everyone. I'm super hyped about this game. Looking forward to uh, next week when the 40 yards play the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but we're excited to hear what happens with those practices. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, a really good off, you know, really good preseason for the 49ers that are going to continue to develop. And we'll see what they look like next week in those practices. And then 
ultimately how some of these guys look when they play Minnesota on Saturday. But it's going to be a fun week of content. I hope you all will enjoy uh, coming through and saying hi. If you haven't had an opportunity to subscribe, go ahead and do that. If you haven't given the video a like, go ahead and do that. I really appreciate it. And thanks so much, George, for everything you've done uh, as Shooter. Uh, everyone that came through, I really appreciate everybody. You guys are awesome. This chat was fantastic. Couldn't do it without you. And I really just enjoy our conversation. So, uh, you guys, uh, thank you very much, Brad, for the quick defense. I've been doing my best all night to fight him. I really appreciate that. And John coming through at the end with, I knew Samuel Womack uh, was going to shine with two picks. You're right. Definitely. Definitely. So, everyone, have a good night. I really appreciate it. I'll definitely catch you guys on the next one. Uh, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.